Good morning. My name is Nate. What's up? If you didn't notice, I was walking out a little slower than I normally do. See, on Tuesday, I turned 30. And no better way to find out or realize you're turning 30 than to play basketball with a bunch of young guys. Last night, we kicked off our March Madness tournament. And it was crazy. There were some really big teams. You guys, if you've watched before, we had probably two or three really good, pretty good teams. Well, this year we've got like five or six really good teams. And the team that won both last year's championship games, they lost both their games last night. So it's a totally different tournament. It's a lot of fun. Three versus three. They're playing to a point total instead of time. So it's a lot different. We'd love to have you guys come out. The games start at 5.30 tonight. There's games tonight from 5.30 to probably around 8.30 or 9. Just come on by. We're actually at the East Alton Rec Center, the Keesler Complex. If you don't know where that's at, you can Google it or you can come find me. I'll let you know. It's free to come watch. Just come out and hang out with us. But yeah, so I found out I'm 30 and I felt it last night. So that wasn't fun. So today we're talking about how to bring the best out of others. And uh, I instantly thought about my job at CNW and... Uh, I've been working for my dad at CNW since I was about 14. And throughout all the years, I started off, I was just taking out trash, I'd sweep up, and you know, I'd do all the stuff that nobody had time for or nobody wanted to do. That's really what it was. But uh, just kind of tidying up, doing things for people, that kind of thing. And I've moved on to helping out in the office sometimes. Um, other times now I'm riding with guys that put in glass. And I, I've kind of called myself the professional uh, bringing out the better of other people kind of thing. I'm, I'm really the utility guy to pick up the slack to help guys work faster or to, to, or to even do it better. I point out things that I see. I'm kind of a stickler. Michael can tell you that. But uh, <laughs> I'm always pointing out stuff that I see. But um, we're in each other's lives to bring out the best. Would you guys agree? Nobody wants to bring out the worst. I mean, would you ever want to say that? Oh, yeah, I really want to bring out the worst in my kids whenever they grow up. I want them to be heathens. I want them to just be awful and treat people like crap. No, nobody says that. They want to bring out the best in their kids. And, um, you know, I kind of the same, the same idea. I was uh, thinking about what kind of teams, you know, there's a lot of professional sports, but only certain teams bring out the best in players. And I am by no means a Patriots fan. I want to get that straight. Um, but the Patriots, the New England Patriots seem to bring out the best in players. I mean, there's players from other teams that you never even heard of that all of a sudden they're a key piece in their offense or their defense. Um, there's players that just did nothing on other teams. Is it Chris Long? He was a part of the Patriots last year when they won the Super Bowl and a part of the Eagles this year when they won the Super Bowl. But before that, his whole career, he's with the St. Louis Rams. Sorry, guys. Sorry. But you know what I'm saying? There's teams that bring out the best... In their players, um, here's some things. I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of people weren't too crazy about Tom Brady before he got drafted. And uh, here's some of the things that, that some of the uh, coaches and the GMs said about Tom Brady before the draft. They said, he has no wow factor. He's just an average quarterback. He has an okay arm. One guy said, he's tall and gangly. One guy said, he looks like he's never hit the gym. Slowest quarterback, poor build, he's skinny, lacks arm strength, he lacks athletic stature, he has no mobility, can't drive the ball, and he's knocked down easily. Now that one may still be true, but but you guys all know Tom Brady for five rings. You don't know him for those features. And 
that could have held him back, but because he went to a team that brought the best out of him, now he's probably the best quarterback of all time. He's definitely in the conversation. And it's because he had people in his life, in his game, of course we're talking about a sport, but he had people around him that brought the best out of him and knew how to capitalize on his strengths and weaknesses. And basically the key to bringing out the best in others is that it takes my best to bring out the best in others. It can't be from a lackluster approach. It can't be on accident. When you think about the people that have brought the best out of you in your life, the people that were there, it, it, was, it was totally on purpose. They put themselves there at, at key moments in your life when you needed them. Um, and and, and you got to remember, it's not about you. Here's a verse in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. It's one of my favorite verses. It says, In all the work that you are doing, work the best you can. Work as if you were doing it for the Lord, not for people. Now, I just want to ask you as we're starting this lesson, guys, whenever you're trying to bring out the best in other people, what's your agenda? Is it, is it about your agenda? Is it about that person's goals? Are you trying to help them achieve some agenda they have? Or are you trying to achieve what God wants in their life? Are you trying to bring out the best? Are you trying to make, help them get to where God wants them? Because that's really what matters. Um, cause we get, we get jumbled up, don't we? We get our own motives. We gotta question them. We gotta, we gotta make sure we're purified. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein that I found. It says, everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. And guys, God has intended you to be a certain way, right? He's made you a certain way. And it'd be really easy for somebody with a different motive to come in and, and mess you up. And, and make you someone that God didn't create you to be. And you wouldn't be your best, right? You wouldn't be the best version of yourself. So it's important whenever in our relationships that we get that right, we've got to make sure we're pushing for what God wants. Not something we want, not something that they want even. You know, uh, I've learned this, th- this verse I've learned um, firsthand having my three-year-old daughter. Um, she is a terror at times. Um, but I have to remember that it's not about me. It can't be about me. Um, last, and she's not here today. Nicole's not here because Nora's sick. She was throwing up last night. But if I made it all about me, there's no way I would bring out the best of my daughters. There's no way. I have to make it about what does God want. Um, so I, I guess I'm asking you as we start this lesson, what are you bringing out of others? What are you aiming to bring out? Um, whenever you look at your connections, do you bring out more doubt? In people, do you bring out more anger in people? Do you bring out more uh, just lack of faith, worry, or are you bringing out more faith? Are you bringing out more confidence in God? Are you bringing out more self-control? Um, just look at that. Just think about it. Um, I, I I thought about the uh, story in the Bible about Esther. You know, Esther's ready to give up, and who's there? Mordecai. And what does he say? He says, "For such a time as this, you're here for a reason." He, he reminds her. This matters. He reminds her. So, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, so God, God will use me to bring out the best in others. First off, when I see the best in others, if I can't see the best in somebody, there's no way I'm going to bring it out. I mean, and it depends on what I'm looking for, right? I mean, you think about whenever you're trying to find something in your house, um, the thing, the thing that you pick up out of the drawer. You know, you're looking through a drawer. There's all kinds of stuff, and you grab the one thing you're looking for. That's the thing you're going to bring out. So whatever you're looking for, that's what you're going to bring out of people. 
So if you're looking for the best, you're going to bring out the best. I'm also talking about dreaming for people. Um, you've had people in your life that dreamed for you whenever you you didn't think you could do it. You weren't. You didn't think it was going to work out, but but somebody was there saying, "No, it, you can. I I can see it. I can see your potential. I know God wants to do this in your life, and it gets you through it. It, it helps bring out the best in you." In Philippians chapter two, verse three through four, here's what Paul says. It says, "When you do things, do not let selfishness and pride be your guide. Be humble and give more honor to others than to yourselves. Do not be interested only." in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. Again, guys, you're going to bring out what you're looking for. We have to check our motives whenever we're trying to help people. And again, you can remember times in your life when somebody believed in you whenever you couldn't. And there's somebody else just like you in your life right now who isn't believing they can do it. And they need somebody like you who's been through it that can say, look, you can do it. You know, whenever you're looking for the worst in somebody, that's all you're going to see. But whenever you look for the best, you're going to see that too. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8, it says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It does not brag. It is not proud. Love is not rude. It is not selfish. It does not get upset with others. Love does not count up wrongs that have been done. Love takes no pleasures in evil, but rejoices over truth. Love patiently accepts all things. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always endures. Love never ends. What I'm learning from this passage is that to bring out the best in the people, it takes unconditional love. You've got to be able to look through maybe a hurt that somebody's got in the past, maybe something somebody's done in the past. You've got to be able to see past the the things that are that are holding them back to see what they could be. So God... It, God's going to use me to bring out the best in others when I see the best in others, but He's also going to use me to bring out the best in others when I step closer to others. You see, you, you can't make much of a difference whenever you're at a distance. Think about it. The people that made a difference in your life that brought the best out of you were people that were close to you. Not people that you didn't know or never had a conversation with or didn't, you guys were never connected. But they had, they had, there was a connection that was much deeper than the surface. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24, it says, A man of many companies may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Of course, I'm going to think about my brother, and I know we can, and we push buttons, and growing up, we could bring the best out of each other, but we definitely can bring the worst out of each other, right? And you've probably got somebody in your life, you're thinking, man, I, we can bring the best out of each other, but it gets pretty bad sometimes, too. And you know those people. Um, you know, I've heard, I've heard the quote about uh, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And that's true, isn't it? The people in your life that are going to help you are the people that you know care about you. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, it says, Two people are better than one because they get more done by working together. Who do you have in your life that's working with you? We talked about this last week. My dad did a great job about talking about coworkers, right? Who do you have in your life that you're working with? That's helping you become more godly and making your life more effective and more efficient. That's what I noticed about that verse. It's saying whenever you've got somebody else to help you, you can be more efficient, you can be more effective, you can get more done. Okay, first, God can use me to bring out the best when I see the best in others and then when I step closer to others, but it's also when I stretch others 
And you're probably thinking, that's a really weird way to say that, Nate. That's a really weird point you got there. Um, and I thought, you know, whenever you think about really any sport, whenever guys are stretching before a game, you know, they're bending their body in certain ways, they're doing all kinds of weird stretches, there's always some stretches they can't quite get to without somebody else. They can't quite reach that stretch or get it, you know, as deep enough of a stretch as they want without somebody else pushing on their legs or, or helping them hold themselves down, that kind of thing. And whenever it comes to stretching other people in the kingdom, we have to encourage people to spur people on. You know, that verse in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. We're in each other's lives to motivate each other to do more. To stretch further than we think we can. To see things the way they could be instead of the way that we just think they are. To reach for something that maybe you don't think is possible. You know, God put us in other people's lives to help them see those things. There are numerous times in my life that I know I would have never gotten past a struggle or a hurt if I hadn't had somebody in my life say, this is what God says about it, or this is how to get through it. You know, with the March Madness tournament, I I didn't talk about this yet, but we have like 65 players in this tournament. That's quite a few. But 50 of them do not attend Greater Alton. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot of opportunity. Um, so I took it upon, I, I said, you know what, I'm going to text the rest of the guys from Greater Alton that are going to this tournament because there's, there's a lot of opportunity here. There's a lot of people here that, that are lost, that need, that need God. And so I just said, yeah, guys, you know, remember to check your attitude, be ready to be an example, to serve people, look, just look for things to do to build a friendship with people. And, you know, th- those kind of moments, you know, whenever we can say things to each other, to help each other stretch, to help each other reach for something that maybe we're not noticing, um, are really important. Um, in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1, it says, A gentle answer will calm a person's anger, but an unkind answer will cause more anger. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you think about your interaction with people, the responses you have to things. They're either going to help that person or it's going to make it worse. You're either going to bring the best or the worst out of somebody. You're either going to add to the problem or you're going to help them find tools to work on it. I thought about a story. Uh, is Richard in here? Hey, um, there was one time Richard called me one one night really late, and uh, he was in East St. Louis with his family, and uh, they had some family from out of town. They hadn't seen him in a long time, and uh, they had they were eating dinner. They came out. The car had been broken into, and everything was stolen out of it. Right, GPSs, all their luggage was gone. Is that right? Like everything they brought to town with them was gone. And he calls me. He's, I think we were studying the Bible at the time, if I remember right. And, and he was cussing up storms, like so mad. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go find these guys. I don't know who they are. I'm going to find them. I'm going to kill them. Like, you know, I, I don't know if he said that. But but, uh, but it would have been really easy for me to add to it. Yeah, let's go find them. Let's go beat them up. But, but God, God put me in his life for a reason that moment to say, well, hang on just a second. Let's, let's see. Like, what does God say about dealing with our anger? And, and, you know, now he's got two young little, you know, he, he has the twins now. He's dealing with that. You know, it's a totally different animal, right? <laughs> so, you know, part of stretching is we prepare people for what's to come. You know, there's moments in your life that you had to deal with way, way long time ago that have helped you deal with things now. There's things that I had to do, um, I had to deal with in my own life to where now I can be a better father. I can be a better husband because I went through the stretching process. I let that happen. I, I had to accept it. And guys, just like me, there's people 
I've said this already a few times, but there's people in your life that need you to stretch them. They need you to push them to reach for something more. In uh, let's see, in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. And, and by the way, I know the notes are a little bit jumbled. We're going to come back to that Ecclesiastes and all that stuff. But in uh, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17, I don't think I read that one yet. A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in time of need. You guys, there's people in your life that that are there to help you. But man, we got we got to be looking for our moments to help in time of need too. There's people that that God has placed you in their life for a specific reason. Um, another version says uh, a brother is born for adversity. And my dad always t- told me and my dad, me and my brother growing up, he said, you guys were born to complete each other, not to compete with each other. And too many times I feel like I'm competing with people and I have to remember I'm there to complete them. I'm there to help them. I'm here to, I'm here to help them stretch. Now we can go down to Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Uh, we've read this passage several times in this series. It says, as one piece of iron sharpens another, so friends help each other stay sharp. So friends keep each other sharp. And I was thinking about, you know, the word sharp is obviously relating to better or the best. Because who wants to use a dull blade? I mean, you think about that. You want it to be sharp. You want it to be at the cutting edge. And I thought about growing up, I had a lot of different people pour into me. And a lot of you guys are, are in this audience. And I was thinking specifically about my Kiffmeyer. And um, I was weird. I'm just going to say it. In junior high, high school, I was a weird kid. Okay, I was uh, controlled by insecurities. Um, very, very uh, afraid of everything. Afraid of people sometimes. And um, Mike did a lot of stretching on me. There were a lot of other people, but I remember Mike specifically um, working with me to stretch me and help me reach for something that I didn't think was possible. And um, he benefited my life. There's no way I could do this if I didn't have people like Mike in my life. That stretched me and helped me just, just to help me get past what I thought was possible and reach for what God says is possible. And you can be that person for other people, just like Mike was for me. There's people, like I said, there's people in your life that you can you can stretch, you can help them reach for something greater. The fourth thing I've got is uh, God will use me to to bring the best out of other people when I seize the moment with others. So not only is it good to help people stretch. But you can bring the best out of the people when you're in the moment with them. When you take advantage of those teaching opportunities. In Romans chapter 15, verse 1 through 2, it says, We who are strong in faith should help the weak with their weaknesses and not please our, only ourselves. Let each of us please our, our neighbors for their good to help them be stronger in faith. And guys, there's critical moments in your faith, aren't there? Deciding moments whenever you're going to decide, am I going to keep doing this or is it just a big joke? And there's, there's pivotal moments in your life when you're, maybe you're ready to, to throw in the towel and give up or you're going to decide to dive deeper. Um, I've got Ecclesiastes chapter 4 on here because I want to pick it apart. There's some moments that I notice that, uh, that we can bring out the best in other people and we need to be there to seize the moment. It's in uh, chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. It says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. 
Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. I don't know if you noticed, but all of those things only happen when you're close to somebody. Like we talked about stepping closer. Those only happen when you're close. But what I notice about seizing the moment, the first moment is when my life is too big. In verse 9 he says, two people are better off than one and they help each other succeed. As there's some times in your life, there's moments when there's just too much life. There's too much going on. You got kids, you got job, you got ministry, you got there's just too much going on. How are you going to do it all? You need other people to help. And there's other and, and again, there's people in our lives that need us to help them through those times in their life. We need to be looking for opportunities to serve, looking for opportunities to help somebody get through life because sometimes it's just too busy, isn't it? It just gets too crazy sometimes. The second moment I notice is in verse 10. It says, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help them. That moment is when I fail. And there's going to be times in your life when you fail, right? You can think of those times. And there's been somebody there who's helped you get up. And guys, there's people right now in your life that, are, that have fallen. Maybe they've lost a job. Maybe they're struggling with sin in their life. They've, they've failed again. They feel like they've failed. Or maybe they're going through a divorce or end of a relationship and they feel like they've, they're just a big failure. And they need people in their life to seize the moment, to, to remind them of what God's trying to do in their life. Isn't that a big moment, failure? We all go through failure, right? We all do. The next moment I know, uh, that I notice is in verse 11. It says, Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? That moment is when I'm weak. We all have moments of weakness. Maybe you feel like you're in a funk. You're just not yourself. You know, uh, maybe you're overwhelmed by whatever's going on in your life. Maybe you're going through some doubt or grief. You know, you've had somebody pass away and you're just, you're just not yourself anymore. You're weak. You need people in your life. I know there's people in this room who have lost loved ones over the last year. They need people in their life to remind them. They need people to seize the moment to remind them of what God's doing. Um, I can think of, of people that helped me through, and you know, me and Nicole went through a miscarriage um, about five years ago. And I had several people, some, some of you guys are here, so several people come up to me and say, you know, I went through that, and this is how I got through it. And I'll never forget those words. People helped me through a hard time of weakness. I was questioning a lot of things in my life. And you may not even realize that sometimes the little words we give people, the encouragement, the challenge, we don't even realize how big of a deal it is to somebody. When really it has a huge impact. And it's pivotal. The last moment that I saw was in verse 12. Um, a person standing alone can be attacked and, and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. This moment is when I'm under attack. And sometimes in your life, you're going to be under attack. Maybe you're standing up for your faith and you're being persecuted. There's people you know, that have different opinions and they don't, they don't agree with you. Or maybe, maybe you're being attacked by temptation. Satan's trying to get under your skin. He's trying to get you to fall. Or maybe, like me, I, I struggle. Uh, I, I feel like I'm attacked by insecurities all the time. And i got to get out of my own head. Um, and again, there's been people in my life that have helped me through that. And we have to be that for other people. Um, but there's one thing that I wanted to make sure I said, that uh, when you're seizing a moment for somebody, it's not about rescue. 
You, you understand what I'm saying? It's not about rescue. It's about helping them get through it. It's not about taking it away and taking the moment away. It's about helping them find that teaching opportunity to learn from it. You know, whenever you're going through a hard time, whenever you have one of these moments where you need people, the last thing you need is second guessing. Right? The last thing you need is more doubt, uh, more discouragement. You need people that are going to bring the best out of you and help and remind you of why you're doing what you do. Um, here's a quote that I found. It didn't have a who said it, but it's, here it is. In life, you will realize there is a role for everyone you meet. Some will test you. Some will use you. Some will love you. And some will teach you. But the ones who are truly important are the ones who bring out the best in you. They are the rare and amazing people who remind you why it's worth it. We all need people in our life to remind us why it's worth it, don't we? And we need to be those people too for other people. Um, I was reminded of Acts chapter 17 where uh, it, it, it writes about where in God puts us in certain places certain times across paths. It's, you're with the people you are on purpose. You do realize that, right? God's put you there to bring out the best. And i got to ask you, are, are you just wasting those moments away? We have moments every day with people that we're supposed to be seizing. Are you just wasting them watching movies or talking about the sports game? Or are you going to seize the moment and find that teaching opportunity to help somebody grow closer to God? The last thing I've got is uh, God will use you to bring the best out of other people when I sacrifice for others. And that's a big one. Um, it's difficult. You know, you've got certain people you sacrifice a lot for, right? I mean, you know, Nora last night's throwing up. She's been sick. A lot of different things going on last night. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm willing to lose sleep. I'm willing to clean up stuff. I'm willing to do anything for my daughters. But am I willing to go above and beyond for my brothers and sisters in Christ or the lost? Am I willing to go the next mile? Am I willing to sacrifice for other people? that aren't genetic. Here in uh, John chapter 15, it says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And Jesus says, said that, guys. And He's challenging us to lay down what we want. Maybe there's something in your relationships right now you need to sacrifice. Maybe there's a, a preference. I don't know. Maybe you've been holding on. to I, I just want it this way. And if you're not going to be that way, we're no longer friends. Maybe there's something you need to let go of in order to bring out the best in somebody. Maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's sleep. Maybe it's time. I remember uh, driving friends to Chicago that hadn't seen their family in a long time. And, and during college, I had friends that were from Chicago and maybe, you know, they hadn't seen them. So we would take trips up to Chicago on the weekends and I would, I didn't ask for gas money. I just, I just did it because I loved the guy and I wanted to, wanted to help him. What are you willing to sacrifice? Um, you know, I, I think about my daughter. You know, again, um, she's she's in this mood right now where she wants to race everywhere. She wants to beat everybody to wherever she's going to the car, to the house, to her room, wherever. And uh, one night we're laying in bed, and uh, she rolls over and looks at me. I'm trying to put her to sleep. She looks over. She just looks at me. And she says, "I'm the fastest." And I go, "You're the fastest?" She goes, "Yeah." And you're the slowest. And I go, "Oh." You might be right. And then she goes, 
and Ellie's the slowest. I'm like, your sister? Yeah, she's the slowest too. And I was like, okay. And mommy's the slowest. I'm the fastest. And I just, I laugh. I mean, I'm like, well, you get a little arrogant there, but you know, it was, uh, it's just funny because, you know, I'm willing to take last place for my daughter. And I'm just asking, are you willing to take second place? Maybe not last place. Are you even willing to take second place to some people? Are you willing to get out of the way for somebody's benefit to bring out the best? Um, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, it says this, This is how we know what real love is. Jesus gave His life for us, so we should give our lives for our brothers and sisters. What a challenge. You know, you think about Easter's coming up in a couple of weeks, right? And Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. And uh, you think about what an example, right? He sacrifices His life in being here for us. Not for His agenda. Not for our agenda. But for God's agenda. And ultimately to bring out the best in you. Right? You see, it's the best example, guys. We, we have to look at, guys, Jesus calls us to a higher standard. He's calling us to stretch a little bit this morning. He's saying, maybe you need to sacrifice a little bit more to bring out the best in people. Maybe you need to give up this so that I can work in somebody else's life. Because I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know if, you know, maybe you don't have any connections. Maybe you, maybe you have a hard time seeing the best in people. Maybe all you see is the worst. Um, and maybe you're missing out on some moments that you should be seizing. Um, I just want to plead with you to bring out the best in people. You know, we Again, we have connections for a reason. It's like an interlocked web. We're not here for no reason. You know, There's people in this, in this church I don't talk to much, but I know you're in my life for a reason. And I'm in your life for a reason too. You guys, we can work together to bring out the best, or we can continue to bring out the worst. <laughs> Wherever you're at in that spectrum, um, I hope you'll bring out the best in each other. Um, there is a card in your bulletin if you pull it out. I, I just want to ask you to write down a prayer. Write down what you're thinking about from this lesson. Uh, is there something that you need to do to bring out the best in your relationships, to push people towards God more and instead of towards what you want? Um, I hope it's been helpful. Uh, you know, I, I'll say this. My dad had me write this down, but he said, uh, sometimes I have to give up to lift up. And sometimes you do. You have to give up what you want in order for other people to benefit and be their best. So I'm going to pray. Uh, we'll sing a song and we'll collect the baskets and uh, we'll be done. Alrighty. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you so much um, for the people you've put in my life. Uh, right now and in the past, uh, there's been several people that you've used in my life to bring out the best of me. I've, I'm a very different person now than I was. Um, so insecure, so controlled by what I thought other people, what I thought other people would say, and um, I'm just so grateful that you use other people in my life to bring out the best. And God, I pray that um, this morning that we can take something and we can. We can start interjecting what you want in our, in our relationships and start bringing out the best in the people around us. We love you and pray this on your son's name. Amen.